When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, Buffalo and Miami, game of the weekend, potentially in the NFL. Good morning, everybody. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, and uh, are we going with the Christmas vibe unintentionally today? We got red and green on our show. Did we plan this? Because I don't think so. Well, I know I plan to wear this shirt, and this is a shout-out to the good brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi, my fraternity. We're celebrating our founders day-to-day. Word to Elder Watson Diggs. I just want all of the noobs out there to celebrate safely and responsibly this weekend. Happy J5. Okay, so CC's shirt obviously is awesome and has meaning. Mine was just the first I grabbed out of my closet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got. Can I give you a little teaser? Because you guys may not have seen this, but um, well, the audience certainly did not. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, is going to join us in about an hour and a half. He's wearing green also. No, no stop No it. joke. I'm not kidding. We're going to have two green, two red on the set today of Unsportsmanlike. So it's Merry Christmas, CeCe. No, it's Merry New Year. Merry Merry New Year. Happy New Year, CeCe. Everybody knows CeCe loves it. Happy New Year. Year. All right, Week 18 NFL, last weekend of the year in the National Football League's regular season, of course. The game that has been deemed the game, right? I mean, NFL moved it to Sunday Night Football. The Dolphins and the Bills, it's for the AFC East. But I do want to point out, because we do like the doomsday scenarios on this show, specifically with the Buffalo Bills, because Smalls, I'm going to leave you out of this. You haven't been as harsh on them as CeCe and I have okay. been all year long in terms of our frustration with turnovers and McDermott, etc. CeCe, imagine if, hypothetically, Jacksonville wins, Pittsburgh wins, there's a winner in Houston Indy. We're not only talking about a game for the division on Sunday night. We're talking about a potential elimination game for the Buffalo Bills. No, and it should be an elimination game for Sean McDermott as well, right? With all of the turmoil that this team has been through this year, with all of the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, they still found themselves in this situation. And you already scapegoated your offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey. The Bills absolutely have to find a way to be able to get this done. They have to be able to go on the road and beat a division opponent in order to punch their ticket to the postseason. Otherwise, I think it's safe to say that the overall program in Buffalo has regressed. And if that's the case, if we come to that conclusion after week 18, I don't know how Sean McDermott's job is not on the chopping block. I mean, you just consider the fact that this team has been in the postseason every year under Sean McDermott except for Josh Allen's rookie year. If you find yourself getting bounced earlier and earlier in the postseason, which has been the way things have trended over the last three years, and then you're on the outside looking in with Josh Allen – one of the most dangerous weapons in the National Football League at the most important spot in all of team sports, then your job should absolutely be called into question. I could not agree more. Brought it up before the season as something to watch. And he's one of those guys that could get fired on a Monday and hired by somebody else on a Wednesday. I don't think any of us are saying that he's not a good coach. It's just time would run out. Now, Smalls, the flip side of this with the Bills, they've won four games in a row, and it started with a game that you predicted – 
where they would win on the road at the Chiefs because you get every Chiefs game right, no matter what it is. It's unbelievable. I've never seen somebody get more things right about one team than you with the Chiefs. But should we look at Buffalo maybe the other way off of this winning streak here or no? What What do you mean by that? Positively. Oh, positively, and I yes. are looking at them always negatively. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't you look at it positively? They're one of the hottest teams in the league. They've They've been... Hottest teams in the league right now, I should say. Obviously, it hasn't been that way all season long. They have been to the playoffs. They kind of know that routine. They have the muscle memory of what it takes to gear up for the postseason. And Josh Allen is one of those game-breaker type quarterbacks. You know that... He can step in and he can make that big play happen. I look at the Buffalo Bills and I think they're a better team than the Miami Dolphins. And I think that they're one of those teams you got to keep an eye out for. And I know that if things don't work out for them, that they have a very precarious offseason. If. I always think about Nuno with his ledger now. When I think about contract situations, our producer Nuno has a ledger where he writes down all of his his expenses. The Buffalo Bills are going to have a very complicated ledger this offseason. They have cap issues. They have salary issues, contract issues that they have to deal with. So I think that all of that pressure certainly is facing them. But I don't know if that, even if it weren't to work out, if that's enough to remove Sean McDermott from the job. Sometimes you do need a fresh voice, but I think he's done a great job with the Bills and as you said, he's going to get snapped up somewhere else immediately if they were to move on from him. I just think you need to be very careful when you decide to move on from a coach who's had a lot of success. Understood. But, like, if we play out this scenario, I feel like everyone would feel better about this. Or at least CeCe and I probably would. CeCe, like, if we put him back on his old team in Carolina where he came from as a head coach, I feel like you'd feel better about Carolina. And you'd also feel better about Buffalo in terms of their direction maybe getting somebody else. Right? Like, it's not that he's bad. It's just... You can't miss the playoffs with this team, can you? No, you can't. And it's not like we haven't seen this in recent memory with NFL coaches. I mean, think about what happened with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pat Costello is very familiar with it. They missed the playoffs, Carson Wentz, rookie year. But then they're in the tournament three straight years, including winning the Super Bowl. And they fired the guy after his fifth season. That, That actually happened. You go back to the early 2000s with the Tampa Bay Bucks and Tony Dungy. They're in the playoffs for the six years he's there, including a conference championship game appearance where they lost to the eventual Super Bowl champs in the St. Louis Rams. And guess what happens? They fire him in 2001, hire John Gruden, and then the team wins the Super Bowl in 2002. So it's not as if we haven't seen precedents of coaches that have been able to show sustained success and have their team in the postseason routinely and have their team in the championship rounds. Teams eventually move on from it because they think that it's run its course with that current coach. Maybe Sean McDermott is taking the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen as far as he can take them. And based on how the Bills have played it the last three weeks, based on how they've called games and not utilized Josh Allen to the degree that we've seen in the past, remember, 66 pass attempts over the last three games for Josh Allen. There's clearly been a wall that this player has hit And maybe Sean McDermott is not the coach to get him to break through that wall. And if that's the case, then you've got to get a new coach and a new voice in there that can help Josh Allen continue to evolve. Otherwise, this team ain't winning a title. The flip side of this is everyone thinks the Bills are going to win this weekend. They're favored on the road at Miami. And we sat here yesterday on our show, and people go back on the ESPN app and listen to the podcast, and we talked about all of the backup quarterbacks, all the injuries for Week 18, slash all of the guys who are resting for the playoffs in Week 18 at the quarterback position. And I think we had, what, 61 quarterbacks that have started already this season, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. So amidst all of these, or amongst all of these backup quarterbacks, guess who has a chance of starting his 17th game on Sunday? Tua. 
<laughs> I mean, crazy. think about that, it's right? Crazy. That's it, wild. I was thinking about a lot of the storylines that we really talked about and that we thought could be big X factors heading into this NFL season. And how many times did we have the conversation, can Tua stay healthy? The Miami Dolphins can only go as far as Tua, and we don't know if he can stay healthy based on the injury history that we saw last year. And with all these quarterbacks that have gone down, to think that this guy has made it a full season healthy, who had that on their bingo card heading into this season not I Smalls not <laughs> I but I, I will say this the Dolphins have have expressed a certain degree of conviction when it comes to Tua that not a lot of other people that cover the NFL simply have but, but I'll say this if this dude wins this game and they win the division and, and they can potentially win a playoff game then all of a sudden I would feel a lot better about Tua getting a $250 million contract, right? The going rate for quarterbacks is $50 million a year. He's going into his option. He'll be going wait, wait, into his C. option. Wait, say that again. My, let, let that sink in, everybody. The going rate for a starting quarterback is what? The going rate for a starting quarterback is $50 million a year. And it's only going to go up. It's only going to go up. Think about this. The Dallas Cowboys have to pay Dak Prescott this offseason. So, I mean, that's going to continue to move the bar forward. If you're the Dolphins, that's the magnitude of the decision you have to make. You, you've got to determine whether or not you feel comfortable paying Tua $50 million a year and a guarantee somewhere in the ballpark of, you know, $160, $170 million. That, that's what it's going to be. And, and so if I'm going to believe that my quarterback is worth that kind of spend, then he's got to show me in games like this where the division is on the line, where playoff seeding is on the line, that he can get it done, regardless of the circumstances. And that hasn't always been the case. Now, remember, you find yourself in this situation if you're the Dolphins because you lost a Monday night game to the Tennessee Titans in the month of December. If you win that game, the division's not on the line. You've already wrapped that up. But the fact is you lost that game, and in that game, Tyreek Hill missed about two quarters of gameplay with an injury. So I need to see Tua be able to elevate everybody around him, and these are the games where that shows up. And so that's why this is such a big game for the Miami Dolphins organization in terms of being able to evaluate their quarterback for the long term. Everything you said, CC, is correct. And this would certainly be a line on the resume for Tua that you bold. This is one of those things that you always go back to. But do you think he's done enough already to merit that? I mean, he, he's proved that he could stay healthy. I guess shout out to jujitsu because it worked for him. <laughs> um, he, shout out to jujitsu. I mean, shout out to jujitsu. It works for him. Is jujitsu listening right now? Uh, shout out to jujitsu. Great, okay, great work. He has proven that he can be the centerpiece and the engineer of the highest powered offense in the NFL. He works well with his teammates. He certainly has synergy with his with his head coach. His head coach knows how to utilize him. He's comfortable there. He's been a great leader. I wonder if he's already done enough up to this point where this game may not make or break his future contract situation. Well, Smalls, you don't pay a guy $250 million just to be a good quarterback. You pay that guy to help you compete at a championship level, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that Tua can do that. Now, I'm not trying to move the goalposts, the first things, uh, the first priority this year was to make sure that it could stay healthy. 
But he's also led the league in passing yards. He leads the league in completion percentage, yet he's 13th in QBR. So what that tells me is a lot of his production is about the pieces around him, and it's also about the X's and O's that Mike McDaniel dials up. Now, I'm not knocking him for being able to execute, but it's also about value over replacement relative to what other quarterbacks could do in that same system with that same talent. I'm not sure that Tua is head and shoulders above the field. And I guess that's why I want to see him in these moments, whether or not he has those intangibles that will allow your team to go on a deep playoff run and eventually get to a Super Bowl. This game will tell us a lot about whether or not Tua is capable of doing that, especially against a team that's on a heater like the Buffalo Bills. Be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You can give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. We have deemed, obviously, Miami and Buffalo to be the must-watch game this weekend. That is top uh, billing for us, obviously, as we're talking about that here. Is that the same for you guys? You can weigh in at 888-SAY-ESPN. Is that the best game this weekend? And do you want it to be an elimination game for Buffalo? Like, I very much do, but I'm sure a lot of people out there are saying, well, why would we want that? Buffalo's clearly better than Pittsburgh or Houston or Indy. Let's figure out a way of getting them into the playoffs. It makes the playoffs better. Yeah, I want it to be an elimination game, personally. We're rooting for chaos. <laughs> yes, Always. exactly. Chaos exactly. <laughs> right. All right, coming up, as we... Head into week 18 in the NFL. We did, I got to do a little round of, are we sure that? There's a lot of questions that are going on. Are we sure that? And we'll fill in the blank coming up. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Shout out to Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the AFC West for eight consecutive years. It's only the first of our goals, and we've got a lot in front of us from here. It's just a matter of getting some things figured out, and this is what happens. They just they keep pounding, and it was great. Yep, the Chiefs are division champs. But does anyone think they could be Super Bowl champs again? We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach. With our, the easy-to-use mobile app, learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a little round of Are We Sure That? I'm going to give you a statement. We're going to have to dive into that statement as we end the NFL regular season this weekend. Kind of things that may be a little bit risky in terms of making these statements, but here we go. Guys, 
Are we sure that Travis Kelsey's not playing his final regular season game for the Chiefs? Ooh. Or he will be an, a member of the roster. I don't even know if he's playing uh, this weekend. I assume he's actually not. Now, let me give context, CeCe, because you, you leaned into that. I love it. But here's the context. It's going to be 35 next year. Cap hit of 15.5. Dead cap of 5.1, which means they save $10 million by releasing him or trading him or whatever it may be. He's freaking awesome. He is Patrick Mahomes' go-to guy. Nobody's doubting that. But numbers play into the question. Are we sure that this is not Travis Kelsey's last year for the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's just because the Chiefs don't have anybody else that's reliable. Remember, they swung and miss on Sky Moore. They swung and miss on Kadarius Toney. Rishi Rice is a fine player, but he's still relatively young and, and not necessarily the most reliable. MVS feels like a free agent bust because of all the drop passes that, that are consequential this season. So tell me or show me the reliable pass catcher on this roster that's not named Travis Kelsey. I'll wait. And I guess that's the biggest point. Like when you look at everything else on the team in terms of pass catchers, Travis Kelsey is still the most reliable. And that's why I think they run it back with him and Mahomes. They keep those two together. Cosign, I think they have to bring him back. Not only do they not have another reliable option, you have to keep this window open with Patrick Mahomes. You paid him a half a billion dollars. He's the best player in the NFL, the most important position. And this season, it's been proven he can't wear that Superman cape all the time. He can't get it done all by himself. If you remove Travis Kelsey from this Chiefs offense, who scares you? Is there one person on this team that scares you? Does Travis Kelsey scare you right now? More than anybody else. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I, I mean, he still I had agree. a good season. I agree. Absolutely. I, I agree. I'm just, and everybody's going to mention Taylor Swift, et cetera, et cetera, which mm-hmm. I don't think has anything to do with this, but people are going to mention it. He has not had a bad season. She has nothing to do with this. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Nuno says that in my ear, but I'm not, I'm not saying that. So you think that. Could, I, don't put this on me. I'm just hold asking on, the Nuno. questions here. So let, let me just make sure the math is mathing. You think that MVS, Kadarius, Tony, they're too busy looking up at the box to see if Taylor Swift is paying attention to them, and that's why they're dropping the passes? No, I said that. Are we sure that he just Travis Kelsey just doesn't want to go on this world tour and he, oh. this budding romance? Right, he's got like, something better than football. Yeah, like he's that's he, an interesting take. And will will Travis Kelsey be any hotter right now across all the landscape of media and everything else? No, so take advantage of it, retire, enjoy life. All right, let's get to the next one. I mean, here's the thing: yeah. Travis Kelsey, seven straight seasons over a thousand yards receiving, five straight seasons over eleven hundred yards receiving. Right now he's sitting at 984 yards receiving. I just the the Taylor Swift impact may have bumped his popularity. It certainly hasn't bumped his production. So maybe there's something to what Nuno's saying. Maybe next one. Are we sure that Saquon Barkley is not playing his last game as a Giant this weekend? Oh no, he is playing his last game as a Giant. And, and I know that he's come out on the record and said he wants to stay a Giant. He wants to be a Giant for life. That's not going to happen. Joe Shane, their general manager, has already shown you what he thinks about the value of the running back spot. And so with having him on this one-year proposition and seeing how far the team has fallen short of the mark and where they were last year, I could see Joe Shane reallocating the resources that he's committed to Barkley this year in other areas of the team. I think they're going to pass. I agree with that. Even though he's been an amazing star player for them, he's been an amazing face of the franchise. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. When somebody shows you what they think about you, believe them. And to CeCe's point, we saw it this offseason with all of the, the drama and the conversation about around the running back position. The writing has been on the wall for a while. And even though he wants to stay there, I think it's over. All right. You don't draft the running back with the second overall pick, Giants. 
That's for sure. God in heaven. We knew that then. We know it more now. It's unbelievable that they did that. Anyway. All right. Next one. Are we sure by choice, by choice, that, that, that phrasing matters here, that Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll aren't in their last seasons with their respective teams as head coaches? By their choice, I should say. Sure? I don't think they are. I mean, I, I, I don't think Pete's going anywhere. I mean, I know he's the oldest coach in the National Football League, but he's still got that youthful exuberance. And what he's building on the defensive side of the ball, it, it feels like the uh, another reincarnation of the Legion of Boom. So I, I just – I don't know that he wants to walk away from that because they've got a lot of nice young pieces. And, and I think Pete is on the verge of building something – um, that could allow him to compete at a championship level for the foreseeable future. So I, I think he stays around. And, of course, Mike Tomlin, where, where else are you going to find ownership like the Art, like Art Rooney and the Pittsburgh Steelers? That doesn't exist around the National Football League. So I, I think he stays put as well. At some point, it's going to be time. At some point, these guys are going to want to walk away. I just don't know if it's now. We had the sound uh, from our ESPN Patriots reporter, Mike Reese, when he was talking about Bill Belichick's future, if it is done in New England. Will he want to coach again next season? And Belichick said to Mike Reese, it's what I do, or, or it's who I am. I'm paraphrasing. And I feel like the same is true for Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin. Someday, they're going to say, enough is enough. It's time to walk away. But I just can't see either one of them leaving with the situations that they have. Next one. Are we sure that this is not the end for both Derrick Henry and Mike Vrabel in Tennessee? Vrabel by choice. Yeah, I think this is the end for Derrick Henry. I I can't see them committing to him beyond this season, even though he's been the bell cow for them since he's coming to the league. And for Vrabes, I I get that he may be interested in other places. It's I'd be curious to see how that dynamic with him and Rand Carthon is going to work out. But I, I think of the two, the one that has the best chance of returning to Tennessee next year is head coach Mike Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel's the one that gives me pause as well. Just the the noise that keeps percolating about a potential opening in New England, Vrabel being the guy to go there, it just makes too much sense for me not to think that it could happen. That's the one that you know that they want if it's not Belichick, right? It has to be Mike Vrabel. It's not, it's not to say that Gerard Mayo can't be a good coach. I'm sure he can be. Mike Vrabel has proven to be a good coach, right? With direct connections. They celebrated him there this year. He's got Patriots DNA. Yeah. And he's not seemingly afraid of replacing Belichick. Because even though he played for Belichick, he doesn't feel like he's a Belichick guy like 100% of the way. You know? It it feels like 70%, 60%. Where some of these guys... You know what I'm saying? Like some of these guys feel like... He's Belichick and Jace? Yeah. He's like like his nephew, not his son, I guess, is what I would say, right? It's kind of what it is. He's already established himself as his own person. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the family, but he's not like... Steve or Brian Belichick, who are literally his sons that are on the staff. And that's a hire if you're a New England Patriots fan that you'd be excited about. And that's something I'm sure Robert Kraft has to take into account. And right now I am a New England Patriots fan. Wow. (laughs) Up up until... Well, we'll see where Bill goes. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, because trust me, he's going to get the job done somewhere else, just like Granger, CeCe. All right. For the ones who get it done... Not like Bill Belichick and the Patriots this Ooh. year. Granger oh. offers high-quality oh. supplies and <laughs> solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. I see it as progress. You know, when you're the winning quarterback on the winning team, that's always good, right? He's been part of that. I certainly do see progress. The thing with the Bears is they have done everything to screw this kid up from the beginning. What did you expect? You've done such a poor job of understanding whether or not he's the guy. Does Eberflus stay? Does Fields stay? Does it matter if Caleb Williams is there? We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you if you're watching on ESPN2. We are in Christmas mode today, unintentionally, that we're all wearing red and green. I don't know how this happened, but it did. You know what's interesting is we head into the final weekend of the NFL. Because we don't have a 500 season anymore with a 17-game season, that swing of 9-8 and eight versus 8-9 and nine feels like, perception-wise, it could mean some things, right? That you get closer to 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, or if you have 7 wins and you get to 8, like, we think back to, oh, well, during the 16-game season... Uh, you're a 500 team. So Smalls is a list of teams for us, CC. We're going to go through this. Perception-wise, does it change if they reach one more win? Who you got for us, Smalls? First team, the Chicago Bears. Does a win or loss impact how you feel about them this season? Absolutely. I mean, think about it. This team has won four of their last six. If you end the season winning five of your final seven, all of a sudden now you feel like you got a head coach in Matt Eberflus. Remember, it's just his second year there in Chicago. And then also considering how Justin Fields has played over the last, you know, four or five games, you like the prospects of potentially being able to flip him and get a second round pick plus, considering that you would probably use your first first round pick on a quarterback at the top of the draft. Totally agree. I think it absolutely flips us in terms of their perception. I think we go to a specific place with them. I think they become last year's Lions. Because if you think about what the Lions did last year, they finished, what, 8-9, and nine, mm-hmm. and they won the final game of the season, spoiling the Packers' hopes for the playoffs. Same exact thing would happen. CeCe, let me give you the who says no scenario right now on this. Mm. I'm going to give you the who says no. Atlanta's second-round pick to the Bears for Justin Fields. 
nobody says no. Yeah, that's like let's just ha- like yeah. that should just happen now. Yeah, it yeah. makes like, too much sense. Get him, get him in their program. Like get He's him going. From here. Atlanta, yeah. it makes it makes a ton of sense. Just like let's let's get it moving here. Perfect yeah. fit for both sides. Yeah, uh, but we left the Bears for dead early this season. That's a really good comp of last year's Lions. I mean, think about all of the drama that was happening within the team. Coaches leaving. Justin Fields was saying he they they were trying to stifle him. The play calls weren't working for him. We thought it was a foregone conclusion weeks ago that Matt Eberflus was out the door, that he was counting his days, that he should pack his bags. And now we're talking about him coming back next season. I absolutely think another win for the Bears changes our perceptions. What about the 8-8 eight and eight Packers? Does a win this weekend change your perception about the Packers this season? Uh, no, I think they made the right decision in moving on from Aaron Rodgers. I already knew they had a good head coach in Matt LaFleur. We just wondered whether or not Jordan Love could play, and I think he's shown that. He's top 10 in QBR, top 10 in passing yards, and the kid I think is top three in passing touchdowns. So Jordan Love has shown that he deserves the confidence of everybody in that building and Packers fans as a whole. So I think they made the right decision. Now, if they're able to get in the playoffs, a winning-in situation at home, if he's able to do what Aaron Rodgers couldn't last year, that's the icing on the top of the cake. Bingo. Absolutely agree with the last part of it. It doesn't necessarily change the perception because I think I agree. I mean, I 100% agree with CeCe. Like, we're, I think we're all on board with Jordan Love. Like, he's your yeah. guy. It helps our argument, right? It helps. If you're in the camp, as I am, of they made the right move in saying goodbye to Aaron Rodgers – it helps the argument at see this year they make the playoffs. This year they have more wins than last year. This year your quarterback had more touchdowns and less interceptions than your quarterback did last year. So it helps the argument. It doesn't necessarily change the perception, but you win one more game than you did a year ago. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's a good way to frame it. It helps the argument, but I think our opinions are firmly set regardless of what happens this weekend. We know that the Packers made the right decision and they answered that big question. Jordan Love is the guy. Yep. All right, next one. The Cincinnati Bengals, they're eight and eight. They're facing the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Does a win or loss impact how you feel about them? Uh, yes, it does. If you're able to finish with a winning record in the toughest division in all of football with your quarterback, in effect, missing half the season. Yeah, I think it changes how I look at their head coach, Zach Taylor. I think coming into this season, everybody felt like Zach Taylor has just been a passenger on the greatness that is Joe Burrow. But I think if he's able to demonstrate that he can come up with a winning record and get guys to play above the X's and O's, um, despite missing a top three quarterback in the National Football League, I think it changes what we think of the head coach moving forward. Not necessarily the team, not necessarily their prospects for the future, but it changes how we feel about the head coach. Could not agree more. Zach Taylor, CC, give me another name if I'm wrong on this. Zach Taylor is the most unknown non-talked about successful coach in the league currently. Underrated. It's not underrated as much as like, I don't even think we discuss him ever. Maybe, no. no, he is underrated, right? But like, if he finishes no. nine and eight, uh, like, let's talk about this guy. Is there anybody else I'm missing that like, we just don't ever talk about that deserves us talking about him? No, no, not as much as Zach Taylor. No, not at all. I think it also shifts our expectations for them next season. We always think that they're Super Bowl contenders with Joe Burrow, but if they go 9-8 and eight without him for a huge chunk of the season, I think that, that firmly stamps us considering them to be Super Bowl contenders. I, I would pump the brakes on that, Smalls. I mean, the two of the first four years of his career, Joe Burrow's finished injured. I, I just I, It's something about guys that, that stay injured all the time. He starts the season injured. He finished the season injured. I just... 
I would watch that with Joe Burrow. That would be a little bit concerning if I'm a Bengals fan moving forward. That's fair. But outside of this season, even though he started the season injured, he was able to find his way back. So let's hope it turns. Can I just add one other thing? Yeah. CC off of that and Smalls. They have proven this year, even without Joe Burrow for a full season, they are now forever playoff contenders. Yes. Right? Yes, Browning and Taylor give you a, uh, like a yes. playoff contender feel every year. Yeah. Good, good way to phrase it. All right, the Denver Broncos, 8-8. Eight and eight, A lot of conversations about the Broncos this preseason. This season, does a win or loss this weekend impact how you feel about the Broncos? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, if you're able to finish second in the division, knowing that the head coach doesn't have his quarterback of the future, I think you feel good if you're – in that front office or if you're a part of that ownership group that we made the right decision in trading for Sean Payton. I mean, the biggest thing is we wanted to get a head coach in there to establish a program and a culture that's going to allow us to rival what we're seeing in Kansas City. I mean, think about it. If you finish with nine wins in year one for Sean Payton coming off of the disaster that was a five-win season under Nat Hackett, then I think you feel good moving forward. So, yeah, I think having a winning record and finishing second in the AFC West makes a world of difference in terms of the outlook for the Broncos moving forward. I hear you. This is the first one where I disagree. I don't think it changes my mindset on the Broncos. Like, I don't know what their future is right now. I have no idea. Like, I don't know where they're getting a quarterback who's actually going to have better numbers than Russell Wilson this year. I don't believe in that roster right now necessarily. Sean Payton is like a Mike Tomlin or a Mike McCarthy or obviously Belichick prior to this year of like, he's always going to keep you competitive. We know that. I just don't know where they're going with this. So nine and eight doesn't change versus eight and nine in this case. For it me. doesn't impact what you think about their future. No, because I don't know what their future is, regardless of result. Next one, the Saints. What about a win or loss this weekend? Does your perception change on the New Orleans Saints? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't change. I, I mean, they, they they committed to Derek Carr for two seasons. That means they still got to be on the hook for him in 2024. And Derek Carr fell flat this year. I, I don't have any confidence that it's going to change uh, materially going into next season. And that defense is starting to get on last legs. A lot of those guys on that side of the ball are getting a little bit older. So I, I think this this might be a, a year where the Saints are poised to take a step back um, despite having a lot of household names on that roster. So, so no, a win doesn't change how I feel about New Orleans. Totally agree. They could win the division, and I still would think they're massive underachievers. I didn't realize the commitment they just put into Derek Carr, CC. I'm looking this up as you're talking about it. Spot Rock has it. Spotrack, whatever the website is. It's amazing. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> uh, this was the year to win big. Cap hit for your quarterback, 7.2. Dead cap, 60. Next year. Derek Carr's cap hit goes up to 35.7, and his dead cap goes up to 52.8. Uh, you're in trouble. You're Even if you win the – I mean, you are in trouble. They underachieved mightily this year. This oh, was yeah. supposed to be the easy division win, stack wins, and give yourself a chance to compete. They didn't do that. Yeah, most people thought they would run away with that division. Uh, let- I'll, say th- I'll say this. Mickey Loomis is like Chris Angel with that cap. He'll do magic. Like, I mean, he just does it every <laughs> – single year and I don't know how it's even possible I'm not worried about the cap as much as I'm worried about the product on the field what about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers let's stay in that division does a win or loss this weekend shift the way you view them uh it does because now all of a sudden you're talking about a head coach that's been able to win the division twice with two different quarterbacks and we all know transitioning away from a legend is never easy but he was able to do that with a cast-off quarterback in Baker Mayfield Uh, I mean winning the division 
it gives me confidence that Todd Bowles should be their head coach moving forward. And when you have stability at the head coaching spot, it allows you to, in effect, build a program. And I think that's what the Bucks are trying are trending toward right now. A thousand percent agree. Hell yeah, this would change my opinion on them. Increase it. You have the year. Remember, Tom Brady played football last year. Like, I think we, we feel so far removed from that for whatever reason. Tom Brady played football last year. If they go and they pick Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback, and they were hoping Kyle Trask out of Florida was potentially going to be their guy and beat out Baker Mayfield, he didn't do that. Baker was unbelievable this year for them. Comeback player of the year, we don't even bring him up. We bring up Flacco and obviously DeMar Hamlin for real-life situations. Baker Mayfield in any other year is comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. Todd Bowles has proven he can coach in this league. You win that division. I don't care it's 9-8. and eight. You were not supposed to do that year after Brady. That is a phenomenal job by the Bucs if they are able to do that. Nine and eight, eight and nine. I guess that's the purpose of this. Not having 500 seasons allows us to have that kind of conversation. All of these potential great performances we've seen or we could see this weekend, I don't know that any of them compared to what the Joker did last night. Wait till you hear about what the reigning champ in Denver did. Coming up, it's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Aaron Gordon looks in, throws it off over to Jokic. Two seconds. He's across the timeline from 45 feet. Got it at the horn! Nikola Jokic buries the Golden State Warriors. For the second year in a row, Denver stuns the Warriors with a last-second three-point shot. And the Golden State Warriors can go ahead and take that out on the way out. Oh, man. What a shot by Joker. That was from the logo. Altitude Radio Network, Denver, 130. Golden State, 127 last night. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Insane shot. Like, absolutely insane. They were down. The Nuggets were down 18 in the fourth quarter. They went on a 26-4 run late in the final six-plus minutes of the game. And Joker hits a 40-plus footer to win this game. Just an absurd shot. And, you know, there's positive, nice conversations we can have. 
Or we can somehow sit here in disgust at two of the people in Bristol, Connecticut right now who who are poo-pooing this. Who? Nuno and Pat have been saying to Cece and I this morning, oh, this is not a big deal, whatever, who cares? How do you not how do you not think this is Cece, explain to them why this is such a big deal before these two jokers, pun intended here, <laughs> go on this. It's a forty foot buzzer beater over another seven footer. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like that that capped a twenty five to four run that the Nuggets were able to go on at the end of that quarter after being down eighteen in the quarter. I, I just don't understand how you could be underwhelmed by Joker's playmaking ability, but also his shot-making ability, especially down the stretch. You don't usually see that from big men. That type of stuff is reserved for guards. And we always talk about it, right? Being able to close out the final five minutes of an NBA game, clutch time, you really need a guy that's ball-dominant, somebody that can handle the rock. Well, not the Denver Nuggets because they got the best player in the entire league, which is Nikola Jokic. So whether he's down in the post or whether he's out on the perimeter handling the ball, he's the guy that you want the ball in his hands at the end of the game. And last night is case in point as to why. Yeah, and statistically, it's incredibly rare what he was able to do. So uh, Joker is the fourth player since 97 to hit a game-winning buzzer beater for a team that trailed by 18 or more points in the fourth quarter. There's only one guy to do it after trailing more than 18 points, and that was Kobe Bryant, who did it one time. <laughs> one time he did it. All right, let's hear our Jokers. Go ahead. Why Why are we overhyping this, Pat Nuno? I mean, I'm actually more impressed by the run than I am the shot itself. The shot was fine. It's just it's well, a fine. Heave. It's a heave from 40 feet that he oh, banked in. It's not like it's it's not like he set something up and it was an ISO when he crossed someone and took a fadeaway at the buzzer for three when they were down two. Like he just it was a heave from 40 feet and actually, it went in and it, it was actually it, was good. It, was, it really wasn't a heave. I keep watching the replay. It was his actual three point shot. It was the exact same form he takes. On a normal half-court offense, three-point shot. Yeah, and he banked it in. And that's fine. It was fine. It was a good shot. It was cool. So if he called bank, you would be more impressed? Like if we had the sound on the court where he's like, bank, would you be more impressed? That would I mean, be great. He yes. says he says that he planned to bank it, but that is not the reaction of a man who planned to bank <laughs> that in. So what's the worst thing that happens? He misses it. They go to overtime, right? Like, all right, cool. But, like, it was all right. Like, that's my thing. It's the moment of the game. The the run was the most imp- the most important thing or the actual the wow thing, uh, moment of that right but it's like no. he misses the no game. No, 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 no 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 I disagree no, because no. because no. if they don't win the game who cares about the run Correct. but but if they wouldn't have lost the game if he doesn't make that like that's the thing as Pat's saying if you were down like that's cool like he that's had a weird. forty plus foot shot as a seven footer basically bringing up the ball with his normal shot not heaving it over Kavon Looney. Who's a big, like yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh, and not by the way, none of us are putting this over as MVPs. None of us are putting this over winning a championship or anything like that. But that was a phenomenal moment last night in the NBA that he was able. That I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I saw it live. That was way later than I, I'm staying up. But watching it back this morning, oh my god, unbelievable what the guy did. I, yeah, I can't believe you guys are dismissing this. Not dismissing it. We're just not going crazy. We're not saying it's unbelievable. It's it kind of was shot. unbelievable. We're not even going to talk about it in like two days. So we're not. Well, even we're gonna... not going to talk about a lot of things in two days that we talk yeah, about it's, today. It's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a good shot. Fine. We still talk about that Steph shot. At- what was it against the Thunder, right? You can't start that by saying we still talk about it and then include what was it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> that I knew it was against the Thunder. <laughs> but, like, oh, yeah, we're, it's 
We're moving on. It's cute. Like, we'll see highlights of it. It was cute. It was cute. Wow. It was cold blooded, man. The other parts of this, uh, the Warriors part, obviously, of blowing an 18 point lead, we do get reports per our own Adrian Wojnarowski that Draymond is kind of on his way back whenever that's going to be. I still wonder if he's going to play for them. I still have this back of my mind. Could this actually be the end of this? And I love Draymond, and I would want him back if I'm the Warriors. I don't love his actions, and I don't love what's happening right now. But I think he is part of what makes this thing go. I just, I guess I'll believe it when I see it. I still think there's maybe more drama, unfortunately, to be had here with this situation in terms of him coming back. Like, yeah, what is what is the team six and six in his absence, and and they they were what one and three, one and four. Over the last five, it hasn't been great without Draymond Green. And we know that he's the defensive identity. And when the Golden State Warriors are right, it starts on the defensive end. And so I don't think that they're going to be capable of being able to contend in the West, especially with so many teams uh, you know, overachieving, so many teams being competitive a year ahead of schedule. Teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, nobody thought that those teams would be as good as they are. But because they're there, it now pushes the Golden State Warriors back in terms of what we project them to be once the playoffs get here. So this, this, this these suspensions that Draymond has has gone through aren't, immaterial to what the Golden State Warriors could potentially be in terms of forming an identity that will allow them to compete once the postseason gets here. Yep, I totally agree. And I think that we're like, I'm a glass half full guy with the Warriors. And I could say, oh, in a playoff series, I still think they could beat anyone. Here's the problem. If you're not in the playoffs, I can't play that out. And right now they're not in the playoffs. No. So something's going to have to give. I don't think they want to trade Clay. I don't think they want to trade Draymond. I think Wiggins is the one. Chris Paul is the one that you guys, that we all could look at and say, all right, maybe they get moved here. Uh, The early game last night of the NBA featured a great battle between the Bucs and the Spurs, a game the Bucs won. Giannis and and Wemby going back and forth. But Wemby had a play in this game on his 20th birthday. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, he had a few plays. Well, oh, but yeah. the one specific, yeah, the one specifically that I'll, I'll point out is the one he uh, he puts behind his back and then dunks, and it's just ridiculous. This guy does things that we've never seen done, like ever, and we're showing it on ESPN two right now, left to right Unreal. behind his back uh, with um, around Lillard, and then dunks over a seven footer in Brook Lopez, who very easily could have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Yeah. He's ridiculous, Wemby, and what he's able to accomplish. Yeah, we throw around the term unicorn, but I mean, this dude is special. I mean, he had another play where Giannis is the on-ball defender. He beats him off the bounce, splits the double team, throws it off the backboard, and dunks it. Like, it's, it's just unbelievable. And then he had to play where Giannis tries to muscle him toward the end of the game, and he ends up blocking Giannis's dunk at the rim. I mean, this... This guy's coming. Giannis talked about it post game. He said, if this guy can stay healthy and he continues to work, he's going to be an absolute force in the NBA in the future. Like, there's all upside with Wemby. I know that the Spurs have a terrible record, but listen, that's not indicative of what kind of talent Wembenyama is. Like, this dude is a superstar in the making. Get him Absolutely. a point guard, too, by the way. Yeah, last night was an absolute highlight reel for him. And the fact that it was only his 20th birthday and this kid's going to be around for a long time is really exciting for NBA fans, for Spurs fans. I don't know if there's going to be a point in his career where I'll be conditioned to seeing what he's able to do with his body. Like, I see some of these things that he's able to do, and I'm like, how can you do that with the body that you're in? Like a seven-footer hitting a half-court shot against the Warriors to win a game. Like, you're still not used to how amazing that is. Well, good job, Cece. You have have found a way to push off – 
discussing your team, the Lakers, and all the drama around Darvin Ham and the rotations. You, Good I, work. Great. Okay, great. You have longer takes on Wemby and Jokic, and we <laughs> yell at Pat and Nuno just so CeCe can avoid his Lakers and their struggles. Well done. We're on Sportsmanlike right. on ESPN Radio and ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.